Today, we found ourselves back in Ephesians. We found ourselves back in Ephesians. We're in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. We're in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. I don't know about you, but I'm having a great time in Ephesians. We are really growing and learning as our vision uh, here at Clinton Baptist Church as we grow, we serve, we love, and we are really um, taking that vision and really applying it to our ministry and our life. And I'm just so grateful for what God is doing at this time at Clinton Baptist Church as we grow, we serve, and we loving. Um, and here in this, uh, on this Sunday, we will be looking at Ephesians chapter 5, Ephesians chapter 5, starting at verse 15. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. On next week, we'll be closing out the book of Ephesians, uh, in which we had uh, also had a great time in Ephesians. We're in Ephesians chapter 5, uh, verse 15. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. Let us uh, look at Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. Here it is. It says, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Redeem the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand that the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dispensation, but be filled with the Spirit. Speak to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Today we find ourselves in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. And on this morning, I want to speak to you from the topic, walk in wisdom. Walk in wisdom. In Ephesians chapter 5, starting at verse 15 through 19, we're looking at walk in wisdom. As believers, we are commanded to live our lives in a way that glorify God. In Ephesians, that's what we have been learning about over the last couple of months. We, we looked at the first part of the Ephesians that's found in chapter 1, chapter 2, and chapter 3, which gives the position of the believer as we are in Christ. Paul says because we are in Christ, our position has changed. We are no longer dead, but we are alive. And then Paul lays out that not only have our position changed, but he lets us know as because we are in Christ, we also have benefits. And the benefits is that we have been blessed with, with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. I don't know about you, but that gets me excited. That, 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 that brings joy to my heart, one, to know that I am in Christ, and two, to know that I have benefits while I'm in Christ. Well, it it, it brings joy to me to know that I'm no longer dead, but I'm alive in Christ, that I'm no longer separated from the will of God, no longer separated from the fellowship of God, no longer separated from the communion of God, but I am now connected with God because I have surrendered my life to Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And now because I'm in God, guess what? I have benefits because I'm in Christ. I have benefits and you too. If you have accepted your, uh, Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, there are benefits that we have because we are in Christ. But then Paul moves on to the second part of Ephesians, in which we find ourselves into today, in chapter 4, 5, and 6. And in chapter 4, 5, and 6, Paul says, now because you are in Christ, and now because all these benefits that we have in Christ, he says in chapter 4, 5, and 6, this is how you live in Christ. So he tells us our position in Christ in chapter 1, 2, and 3. But now in 4, 5, and 6, he tells us how to live as our position as in Christ. You hear me, Brian? You hear me, Tammy? You hear me, Kim? Our position now calls us to live and to walk different. We learned, we learned a, a, a while ago, a couple of weeks ago, Miss Murray, we learned a couple of weeks ago, uh, 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 Miss Murray, that, that, that because we are in Christ, we ought to walk different. Now, that word walk uh, actually means to conduct ourselves 
or have a godly, uh, um, a godly lifestyle according to our position that we have in Christ, Lena. He, he says that our, our walk should be different, Nikki and Kenneth. Our walk should be different, Sister Virginia, Charlene, Charmaine. Our walk should be different, Reggie. Our walk should be different, Angel. Our walk, Cherie, should be different, Lachelle. Our walk should be different, Sister Brian. Our walk, Nikki and Kenneth, should be different because we are in Christ, Robert Howard. Our walk should be different. And he says because we're in Christ, we, we, uh, we, we should walk according to the will of God. That's what we learned a couple of weeks ago in, in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. We learned, uh, and I preached through, that because we're in Christ, uh, we should walk worthy of the calling of which we were called. He said because we're in Christ in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 3, that we should walk worthy. And then he comes back in, in chapter 5, verses 1 and 2, he says because we're in Christ, we, we should walk in love. He tells us that we, we should walk in a way that, that show the love of God. We should imitate God. We should mimic God in the way we love. And that's showing agape love. Then he comes in, and, and, and we looked at last week in chapter 5, verse 8. Um, he told us that because we are in Christ, we should walk in light. We should, we should be the light. We, we should be the light, Jasmine. We should be the light, Charlene. We should be the light, baby. We should be the light, Beverly. We should be the light, and we should walk. We should conduct ourselves in a way that will show that we are connected with God because we are light. He tells us because we are light, we should walk in light. We should be the light of the world. But now we find ourselves here in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 19. And we find ourselves here, and he tells us, he tells us, Lord Linda, he tells us, Jackson, he tells us, Savannah, that we should walk in wisdom. We should conduct ourselves wisely. As, as Christians, Marvin, as Christians, Monique, we should walk different. As Christians, Joe, as Christians, Pastor Reeves, we should walk different. We, 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 should, we should walk wisely um, in, in our walk as Christians. And the first thing we see here, found in verse 15, he says, if we're going to walk in wisdom, the first thing we must know is we must be careful how we walk. He says that if we're going to walk in wisdom, you got to understand that we have to be careful in how we walk. Sister Jones, we, we got to be careful, Sister Washington, in how we walk. Watch this. He said that we have to be careful. He says, it, it, it says in verse 15, it says, see then that you walk circumspectly. He says, see then, Sister Danita, see then, Sam, that we walk circumspectly. Watch this. Circumspectly means to be watchful or to look around with caution. Gretchen. He, he says that if we're going to walk in wisdom, we're going to walk in wisdom, Sister Cuttingham. We're going we're gonna to walk in wisdom, Sister Enagana. We're going to walk in wisdom, Sister Christian. We must walk. I mean, we must be careful in how we walk, Shelly and Craig. We must, be, we must be careful in how we walk. He said that we must walk circumspectly, which means to be watchful or to look around with caution. Mm-mm-mm. He says, he says, in this, in this walk, in, this, in, the, in our daily behaviors, in the, in the way we conduct ourselves, we should be watchful as believers in how we walk. We, we should be cautious in, in how we walk. We should be careful in how we live our life. Watch this. When I, when I was young, I, re, I remember my, uh, my mother, when I, when I would go out, my mother would say, hey, be careful out there in those streets. And I said, Mom, I'm always careful. I'm always watching out. I'm always, I'm always looking around me. I got my head on a swivel. You know, I'm always looking. Uh, nothing can creep up on me. Nothing can catch me from the blind side because I'm always looking. But now as a parent, I, 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 I call myself, I mean, I, I now regurgitate the same words my, my mother said to me as a child. I now tell my children, be careful out there. Be careful how you walk. Make sure you be cautious and give good attention to, to where you're going and, and who you're hanging out with. And be careful how you walk. Watch this, watch this. Now I understand as a, as a parent what my mother was saying. See, as a child, I couldn't get that. As a young kid, I, I didn't understand that. I, I always knew my head was on a swivel and I'm going to be careful. But now as a parent, I understand the meaning of, watch this, or we need to walk carefully or we need to walk circumspectly or be cautious in our walk. Now, as it relates to believers, 
Paul says that we need to be careful. We need to be cautious in how we walk. Why, why do we need to be cautious, Paul? Because there's some temptations out there that are lurking. Oh, God, 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 I wish I was here to worship with me. I wish I could talk to y'all right now. I wish I could talk. Paul says that we need, watch this, Deacon Dix. Paul says we need to be careful in how we walk as believers because there are some temptations, Miss T.T., there are some temptations, uh, Sister O'Neill. There are some temptations, Sister Mercer. There are some temptations, Sister Pope. There are some temptations that are lurking to get us off the walk of God. Mm-mm-mm. See, y'all ain't going to be real with me. Y'all ain't going to be real with me. Y'all ain't going to be real with me. Watch this, though. The, he says, be careful. Because at, around every corner, there's a temptation that is trying to take us out. There are some temptations that are coming against us, that's charging us, that's trying to get us off the mark of God, that's trying to get us to commit sin. And we need to be careful when we walk in because guess what? If we're going to walk in wisdom, we need to walk cautiously. We need to walk cautiously. We need to understand that there's some temptations lurking, that, that, that the enemy is trying to come against us and, and take us off and, and get us off the will of God, that, that sin is prevalent and in our life, Gloria, that sin, that sin, Donna, is in our life, Tiffany and Carla. Guess what? We need to walk cautiously. Wanda, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. See, because when you saved a long time, mm-mm-mm, when, when, when you saved a long time, watch this, when, you, when, you, when you're a Christian a long time and you defeated some of your sin issues, when, when, when you, you, you've been saved now so you, you don't cuss anymore. You, you've been saved now so you don't fornicate anymore. You've been saved a long time now. You, you don't cheat on your taxes anymore. You've been saved a long time, so you ain't smoking and drinking anymore. But guess what? what th- those sins that we already accomplished and got through, sometimes they sneak back up. Sometimes you find yourself back in what you already, uh, uh, what you used to do. Watch this. When before, I mean, when you was an immature Christian, you find yourself, watch this, Daryl. You find yourself, um, Jennifer, in a way of doing things which you already accomplished in the spirit of God. And now you say, how did I get here? You like Deborah Cox song. How did we get here? You ain't supposed to be here. Darlene, you like Deborah Cox. You singing that song because you already thought you defeated pornography. You already thought you defeated sexual immorality. You already thought you defeated gluttony. But guess what? If we don't walk cautious, these things will sneak back up and get us. He says that this is why if we're going to walk in wisdom, we must walk carefully. We, We must be careful in our walk. We must walk with caution because sin has a way of, are slipping back in our lives, getting us off the mark of God. So he said, if you're going to walk in wisdom, we got, we got to walk. We must walk careful in our walk. We must, we must be careful in how we walk. Be cautious. Keep your head on the swivel. Be, 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 be cautious, he said, if we're going to walk in wisdom. The second thing he tells us, and we're in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. Second thing, we're we looking at uh, walking wisdom. He told us the first thing, if we're going to walk in wisdom, in verse 15, um, A, he told us that we must, we, we must be uh, careful in how we walk. We must walk cautiously. We must walk cautiously. And then he comes back and he says in, in, in um, Ephesians chapter 15, B, he tells us if we're going to walk in wisdom, not only do we must walk cautiously in our walk, or, um, or not only must we be careful in our walk, he tells us in, in um 15b, he says, if we're going to walk in wisdom, we must not walk as fools. Mm. Mm. Watch this, Ann. Watch this, Ann. He says that if we, if we are going to walk in wisdom, uh, Sean, if we, we're going to walk in wisdom, Iris, if we're going to walk in wisdom, Pandora, if we're going to walk in wisdom, Tanis, he says that we must walk not as fools. Watch this, Janet. He said that we must, we must not walk as, Jenny, he said, Janae, he said we must not walk as fools. Look at that. He said not as fools. See, 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 when we use the word fool, we use it in a way, watch this, that defines a person as unintelligent or ignorant. 
When we use the word fool, we use it in a way that defines a person, Miss Kathy, Sister Kathy, we, we use it in a way that defines a person, Kirk Purdue, we use it in a way that defines a person, Aiden, we use it in a way that defines a person to be unintelligent or ignorant. But watch this. But the Bible, mm, that's why I love the Bible. God, I love your word. I love your word. Watch this. But the Bible defines, watch this, Tanya, the word, of, the Bible defines a fool as one of unbelief and one that practice ungodly deeds. See, 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 we define, Vanessa, watch this, we define, we define, we define a fool as one of, in, that has a lack of intelligence, that is unintelligent, and also ignorant. But the Bible defines a fool as one who don't have belief, he's, he's an unbeliever or she's an unbeliever, and also practice ungodly deeds. So Paul says here, Zach, watch this, Paul says here, watch this, uh, uh, Christian, watch this, watch this, uh, Chris. Paul says here, watch this, Jackson. Paul says here that if we're going to walk in wisdom, Cerrito, if we're going to walk in wisdom, we can't walk as fools. We can't walk in a way that shows unbelief and practice ungodly deeds. Mm. He says that, that if we're going to walk in wisdom, we can't walk like fools, Janae. We, we, we Christians, we Christians, Lisa. We Christians, Sister Cooper, we, 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 we godly people. Lena, we, we godly people. Gretchen, I, I surrender my life to Jesus Christ. I'm no longer dead, I'm alive. And he said, because we are, we are in Christ, because we are alive and not dead, that we shouldn't walk in dead walk. That we, Ray, we shouldn't walk in a way that separates us from God. We shouldn't walk in a way like fools. He says, because, because we are in Christ, we can't walk like fools, Jeanette. We, we can't walk like unbelievers. We can't walk in a way that practice, watch this, Marvin, that practice ungodly deeds. He said that if we're going to walk in wisdom, we got to walk in a we cannot walk like fools. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15, he says that walk in wisdom. We're going to walk in wisdom. We got to walk carefully. We must walk carefully. Walk cautiously. In verse 15a, he said we're going to walk in wisdom. We cannot walk like fools in verse 15b. He says we can't walk like fools. Watch this. So my question is, he says, he says that, 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 that the word fool in the Bible is defined as one who has unbelief and walk and practice ungodly deeds. Watch this, Vicky. Watch this, baby. In, in Psalms chapter 14, verse 1. Psalms chapter 14, verse 1 says, the fool has said in his heart that there is no God. That's what Psalm says. See, 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 that's not one who is unintelligent. That's not one who's ignorant. That's one who don't have belief. That's one who don't believe. That's why the Bible, the Bible shows you that a fool is one who don't have belief and practice ungodly deeds. Romans chapter 1, verse 22, come back and say, they profess to be wise, they become fools. Because they have all this philosophical knowledge and understanding, they profess to be wise on the surface, but they become foolish to the will of God because they, they have so much uh, uh, head knowledge but don't have a heart knowledge. They have so much head knowledge but don't have a relationship knowledge, Kurt and Barbara and Tina. Watch this. He says that don't walk as fools. But my question is that we understand that fools, are, the Bible defines a fool as someone uh, Savannah, someone to marry who is, who is an unbeliever or practice uh, uh, ungodly deeds. Watch this, Deacon Island. Watch this, Deacon Blue. That's a fool. But, but, but how do fools walk? He said, if we're going to walk in wisdom, we, we can't walk like fools. So my question is, how, how, how do fools walk? I always got to ask that question, Sadie. I always got to ask that question, Kakima. How, how do fools walk? The, the, the Bible, the book of Proverbs, watch this, in the Bible, has an extensive amount of scripture that talk about the character of fools. Mm, mm, mm. Watch this. I, I, I can't read them all because I got a lot more to deal with, but I, I'm just going to share some of the scripture with you. Watch this. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 7 says this. Fools despise wisdom 
and instructions. He says that don't, don't walk as a fool, one who despises godly wisdom and godly instruction. Don't, don't, don't say, God, I, I know more than you know. God, God, I don't want to hear what your word says because I'm smarter than you. God, I'm going to do it my way. When God says do it his way, you say, God, I got a better way. Leonard and Janice, God, I got a better way, and I'm going to do it my way, Ken. I'm not, I'm not going to do it your way, Lena. I'm, a, I'm not going to do it your way, Lena. You say, tell God you're not going to do it his way, but you're going to do it your way, Jennifer. We're going to do it God. We're not going to do it God's way because guess what? God, your wisdom is shallow. Your instructions is not good. They won't work for me. He says a fool despise wisdom and instruction. That's what Proverbs chapter 1, 7 says. How else do a fool walk? It says in Proverbs chapter 10, 23, it says evil is like, um, it says evil is a sport to a fool. Mm. He said the, the way the fool looks at evil is fun. It's enjoyable. It, it, it's a fun thing to do. I, I remember as a, as a child when I, was, when I was a fool, I used to do dumb, evil, fun stuff. And that stuff was fun to me. And, but now I look back, I say, that wasn't fun at all. That, that wasn't fun. That wasn't a good time. But, but you know how it is. We, we used to do it because we were fools and unbelief, and we did it. And guess what? Evil has become fun to us. It become a sport to us. And because, it, he says, don't walk, in, uh, walk as a fool. If you're going to walk in wisdom, don't walk as a fool. Now embracing evil. How else do fools walk? Because he said, "We're going to walk in wisdom. Don't walk like a fool." How else do fool walk? Proverbs eighteen six says it like this: A fool's lips. Watch this. A fool's lips enter into contention, and his mouth calls for blows. Mm. Watch this. He said, "A fool don't know when to shut his mouth up." Uh, uh, watch this. A fool don't know when to be quiet because he or she about to get knocked out, uh, Donna. He, he or she, uh, uh, Dominic, about to get knocked out, and they don't know how to shut their mouth up. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Because I used to be foolish. I, I had a big mouth. I talk all the time, and, and, and you ain't going to up me. I'm going to up you. Watch this. But, but, but I learned my lesson because as I got older and I, and I got in Christ, I couldn't walk foolish no more. So a couple of years ago, I was in the gas station over there off of Nellie Hellenbury. I was at the gas station. I stopped over to Nellie Hellenbury on my way home, um, coming off of Central Avenue and I, um, um, off of Bennett Road, and I stopped at the gas station. And I'm having a great day. I'm having a wonderful day. I'm in the Lord. I'm listening to my music. I stopped in, in the gas station, and I got out the gas station. I got out, and I pumped the gas. But, 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 but I saw this, this car pull up, and, I, you know, I ain't paid no attention to it. It was whatever. And I pump up my gas, and I'm, I'm sitting there at the gas tank, and I, I, I mean, at the gas station, and I got my gas pumping, and I happened to look over. And this young dude get out the car, and I just look, you know, I just gave him a look. And he gave me a look like, what you looking at? So now, in, 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 in my manhood, you know, in, in my upbringing, I'm like, oh, I, I ain't going to let you stir me down, because I'm not no sucker. So what I'm going to do, I'm going I'm to stir you back down. But this young dude gave me a look that I said, something wrong with this kid. I said, so what I'm going to do, because I'm not a fool. I'm trying to help you understand. We don't walk foolishly. Because foolish, fool, fool, fools let their lips get them in trouble. Their mouth make blows come. Watch this. So I said, I ain't no fool. I ain't walking a fool. So what I did, I, I just did the whistle. I just turned my eyes up and now nah, I'm not even looking at you, young man. Go ahead about your business because I know you trying to catch a body or something. And it ain't going to be me because I got to go home. I'm trying to help you understand. You got to get out your foolish walk if you're walking in wisdom. We got to walk in wisdom and not as fools. How else do fools walk? Watch this. Proverbs chapter 28, 26 says it like this. That he walks, watch this, that uh, a fool trusts in his own heart. A fool says, God, I got this. I can do this. I'm a man. I'm a strong woman. I can do this, Nay. I can do this, Joshua. I can do this, Tasha. I put my boots on like anybody else, and I've been doing it for myself all this time, and I can do it. That's a foolish walk. That's how fools walk. And he said, if we're going to walk in wisdom, we can't walk as fools. So Ephesians chapter 5. Verse 15 tells us that it, he tells us to walk in wisdom. He says if we're going to walk in wisdom, 
we got to walk. We must be careful in how we walk. Say walk circumspectly. Be careful. Be cautious, Jackson, in our walk. He says that if we're going to walk in wisdom, verse 15b, that we must not walk as fools. He says that we, we can't walk foolishly. And then he says in the last thing, I'm out your way. He says that if we're going to walk in wisdom, verse chapter 15, Ephesians chapter uh, 5, verse 15, C, he says that C through 18, he says if we're going to walk in wisdom, we must walk wisely. So he tells us if we're going to walk in wisdom in chapter, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15, that if we're going to walk in wisdom, we got to walk, we must walk cautiously. He says, if we're going to walk in wisdom, we must not walk like fools. And now he comes back in chapter 5, verse 15, uh, C, and um, through 18, through verse 18, and tells us, if we're going to walk in wisdom, we must, I mean, if we're going to walk in wisdom, we must walk wisely. So he says, look, if we're going to walk in wisdom, we must walk wisely. Look what he say. He say, but as wise. Look, he said, Phyllis, he said, uh, Deidre, Sister Choice, he says, Darlene, he says, look, uh, Dolores, Sister Sadie, he said that we got to walk wise. We got to walk wisely, Tony. We, 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 Daryl, we can't walk the way we want to walk. We can't walk like fools, but we got to walk w w wisely. He said that, that, that we got to walk wisely like this. Uh, uh, we as believers are, are not um, to only have godly knowledge. See, because most of us who are believers, we cite because we know some scripture. We, we, we think we like that because we know John 3.16. But it, it, ain't, it, ain't, it ain't only good to know the word of God. It's good that you apply the word of God. That's why here at Clinton Baptist Church, I said don't be a sermon evaluator, but be a sermon uh, applicator. That means don't evaluate the sermon, apply the sermon to your life. And he says that if we're going to walk in wisdom, we got to walk wisely. It's not only good to know about God, but it's good to walk out and practice God in your life. So he says that we got we to gotta walk wisely. And Paul lays out for us, watch this, in the verse of the verses, in the rest of the verses here, in verses uh, uh, 16, 17, and 18, Paul lays out for us how to walk in a wise way. How to walk wisely. How we as believers should walk wisely, Heather. We're in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 through 18. He says that here it is how we walk wisely. Here it is. Here it is. He says that if we're going to walk in wisdom, number one, in verse 15. Verse 15a, he said we're going to walk in wisdom. Watch this. If we're going to walk in wisdom, we, gotta, we must walk cautiously. Verse 15b, he says we're going to walk in wisdom. We should not walk. We, gotta, we cannot walk like fools. Verses uh, 15c through 18, he said, we're going to walk in wisdom. We got to walk wisely. Tanya, watch this. He said, we got to walk wisely. So now he tells us in the rest of the verses, verses 16, 17, and 18, how to walk wisely. He says, watch this. He says it, it, that we must walk with wisdom. We must not only have a knowledge of God, but we must have a practice of godly living in our life. So he says, if we're going to walk wisely, we got to walk in wisdom. Well, how do you walk in wisdom? I'm glad you asked. He said in verse 16, we must redeem the time because the days are evil. Mm. He says if we walk in wisdom, we got to understand that we got we, we to gotta understand, watch this, that we got to take advantage of our time. He says redeem the time. Because the days are evil. Now watch this. The word redeem means to buy back, to purchase back. So, so in, in every New Testament scripture that used the word redeem, this word means to, it, it gives a reference to Jesus' death purchasing us back to himself. That Jesus was the, was the cost. He, he was the price that was paid to redeem us back to himself. So when we look at re, the word redeem, it means to buy back. But every scripture outside of this scripture and Colossians chapter 4 verse 5, the only time these two words are used outside of Jesus buying us back is here in Colossians chapter 4 verse 5. And the way it's used is that we need to buy back time. We need to redeem time. So guess what? We cannot ever redeem time. 
you can't buy time back. Yesterday is gone. You will never get that back. Ten years is gone. You will never get that back. To, um, uh, 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 20 years from now, I mean, has passed, and you will never get that time back. We will never be able to buy time back. We will never be able to redeem time, Monique. We will never be able to redeem time, Tony. We will never be able to redeem time, Marvin. So if we can't buy time back, what is Paul saying? Paul says, if you're going to walk wisely, you got to take advantage of your time. Mm. Paul says, when we say redeem the time, he says, we got to take advantage of the time. How, how much time are you wasting for my procrastinators out there? I, I, I can do that tomorrow. I, I, I can do that tomorrow. I don't, I don't have to do it today. And then you put it off the next day. For my procrastinators, which is sin. Procrastination is sin. How much time are you wasting? How, how, how much time are you taking advantage of your time? Are, are you using your time wisely? Because he said if we're going to walk in wisdom, we got to take advantage of our time. We got to take advantage of our time. A lot of us are wasting time. I, I, I'm in there too. I'm in there too. I, I waste a lot of time. I, I, I got on my phone every day, Sunday through Sunday at 10 o'clock, alarm go off and say manage your time. Every single day at 10 o'clock. I got on my phone, my alarm go off and say, manage your time. Because I waste a lot of time. And he says, if we're going to walk wisely, we got to take advantage of our time. He says, we got to take advantage of our time. What are you doing with your time? You can be doing more for God. God have a purpose and a will for your life. God wants you to go out there and let people know about Jesus Christ. God wants you to get connected and serve the kingdom of God, and you wasting time. So many things that you can be doing for the glory of God to win people to the kingdom of God, but you're wasting time. And he says that if we're going to walk wise, we've got to redeem time. So how do we redeem time? We've got to take advantage of our time. So if you like me, you need to have a planner or a schedule or a calendar. So you will know what you're doing that day so you won't waste time. I try to make a schedule of a to-do list so that I won't waste time. Because I get on that Facebook and get stuck for two hours and Instagram. So I got to take advantage of my time. Are you taking advantage of your time or are you wasting time? Because watch this. Because you got to deal with the verse. The verse says, redeem the time because the days are evil. So what Paul has said, if we're going to walk wisely, we got to take advantage of our time. Because if we don't do it, evil going to take advantage of it. Woo! Evil going to take advantage of it. All the time we waste, that's more chance for evil to keep on working, keep on moving. You wonder why? Why the world's so evil? Because you're wasting time. Why the world is so evil and things going on? Because you're wasting time. Why are young people out here doing crazy? Because you're wasting time and won't go minister to them. You won't go let them know that Jesus loves them. You won't get let them know that there's a different life than they have, that God can change their life and set them free from condemnation. Pooh, you got to know that you can't waste time. He says we're going to walk wisely. We got to redeem the time. Second thing he says, if we're going to walk wisely, in verse 17, watch this. We're going to walk, we got to walk in the will of God. He said, we're going to walk wisely. We got to walk in the will of God. He said that we have to walk in the will of God. The reason why believers can't walk in the will of God, because you don't know the will of God. The Bible gives us full evidence and full scriptures of the will of God. Here's some, here's some things. Luke, Luke chapter 9, verse 23. It says, if any man desire to come after me, and that's Jesus, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Watch this, Carla. He says that if you're going to walk in wisdom and you're going to walk in the will of God, he said the will of God is that you deny yourself. If we're going to walk in wisdom, we got to deny ourselves. This life is no longer about us. It's about the purpose and the will of God. Everything I do is for the glory of God. It's not about me. We got to get ourselves. At Christian, we want it to be all about us. Joshua, we want to be all about us. Tasha, Dirk, we want to be all about us. Sean and Keisha, we want to be all about us. Ricola, we want to be all about us. But he says we got to remove ourselves that it be about God. He says we got to remove ourselves. Look what he says. He says we're going to walk in the will of God. Verse 15, I mean, uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 6 says it like this, that we got to rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. He says that we got to pray always, we got to rejoice, 
and we got to uh, give thanks. And this is the will of God. The will of God for our life is that we rejoice in everything. We pray in everything and we give thanks. That's the will of God, that we give thanks to him. This is the will of God. So if we're going to walk in wisdom, we got to walk in the will of God. But the problem is we don't know the will of God, so I'm laying out for you the will of God. i got a long way to go. So 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 3, it, tells us for, it says this, For this is the will of God, that you be sanctified, that you should abstain from sexual immorality. He says here's the will of God. The will of God is that you abstain from sexual immorality. So if you're not married, you shouldn't even be having sex. And if you are married, you shouldn't be committing adultery. He said this is the will of God, that you practice godly Sexual activity that's only acceptable in the bed of marriage. Says that if you if you're walking in the will of God, abstain from sexual immorality. He says, go ahead, and he says in First Timothy chapter 2, verse 30, verse 3 and 4, he says that God will is that watch this, is God will that every man should be saved. God desire is that every man should be saved and come to the knowledge of his truth. That's God will. God's will is that every man be saved. So that means you got work to do. We got to go out and let people know about the salvation of God because that's the will of God. And he says if we're going to walk in wisdom, we got to walk in the will of God. We got to walk in the will of God. But the problem is we don't know the will of God. But he says we got to walk in the will of God. And I laid out for you the will of God. And there are more scriptures that talk about the will of God. I pray that you research it and look up the will of God for man. And he will lay it all out in so many scriptures that tells us the will of God. And if we're going to walk in wisdom, he tells us first that we need to take advantage of our time. We need to redeem the time. He tells us in verse 17 that if we're going to walk in wisdom, we need to walk in the will of God. And now he comes in verse um, number 18. And he says, if we're going to walk in wisdom, watch this. We got to be influenced by the spirit and not by wine. He says, we're going to walk in the will of God. We got to be influenced by the spirit and not by wine. So watch this. Because I know that this is a hot topic for Christians. Can we drink? Can I have a drink? It says, look what it says. And do not be drunk with wine, which is disposition but be filled with the Spirit. The Word of God condemns drunkenness. Pierre, the Word of God condemns drunkenness. Look, look what it says. It says that, 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 it says that, that, that and God, and, and do not be drunk with wine. Watch this. If we're going to walk in wisdom, he says that we, we shouldn't be drunk because it, it, it creates debauchery. Debauchery means an excessive desire, watch this, it means an excessive indulgement of drinking. So he says, he's, can't we drink? The Bible condemns drunkenness. So people keep asking, can I take a drink? Can I do this? Can I do that? Can I drink this? Can I drink wine? The Bible condemns drunkenness. That's what the Bible says. But let's go on because I got a lot to cover in this. Watch this. But Paul, Paul says that the Bible, I mean, the Bible shows here in, in, in verse uh, five, in chapter 5, verse 18, that the Bible condemns drunkenness, which is a excessive indulgence of alcohol. So he says we're going to walk in wisdom. We got to walk being influenced by the spirit and not by wine. So the Bible condemns drunkenness. Now people say, but Jesus drank wine. That is a lie. Nowhere in Scripture does it show you or even say that Jesus drunk wine? What it says is that Jesus turned water into wine in John chapter, uh, around John chapter, I think, 2 or something like that. John, John something. John chapter 2, John chapter 2, verses 1 through 11, at the wedding of Canaan. Now, hold on. Now, he, create, he turned water into wine, and the purpose of turning water into wine was that was the start of his earthly ministry. And that was to show that he was the Messiah, that he was God in the flesh. And also, it was to show evidence that he was the, the, the God in the flesh. And so, he did that, watch this, to reveal himself as God. So, that was the first miracle he done. So, let me help you understand. So wine back then wasn't the ferment wine like we drink, okay? So wine back then was used, watch this, also for medical use, reasons. That's why, that's why uh, Timothy, uh, Paul tells Timothy to drink a little wine to settle your stomach. 
because the water, watch this, the wine also was poured in water to neutralize bacteria that cause stomach aches and infections. So that was the wine that they were drinking. So, and also the wine was better than the water. So that's why they drunk wine. But it wasn't to drink to get drunk. Ah! Because drunkenness is sin. So watch this. So Jesus did not drink wine. He condemned drinking, drunk being drunken. Watch this. So now, and wine was used to neutralize the bacteria in water. And it was used as a medical thing. So here it is. So who can drink according to scripture? So now, let's turn to 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 2 and 3. I hope I got time. I'm, I'm pushing this. I, I got time. Y'all got to hold on. So y'all got to hold on. If Instagram cut off, get back on. If Instagram cut off today, get back on. It's some good stuff. I know we only got short time on Instagram, but we got to go. So look, so can who can drink? Okay, 1 Timothy says that where Paul, Paul lays out the qualification of spiritual leaders, and he used the word bishop. Now, the word bishop is not used like it is used today. The word bishop just means an overseer, a teacher, a pastor teacher, a reverend or a minister. It just means an overseer. It's not mean that you higher or greater. It just means an overseer. So now he says in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 20, verse 2 and 3, he said, he lays out, he said, a bishop, which is an overseer, then must be blameless. The husband of one wife, that means a husband of one wife at one time, watch this, temperate, sober-minded, of good behavior, hospitable, able to teach, and not givers to wine. So look, who can drink? Pastors, reverends, ministers, bishops, Lord Jesus, apostles, you all can't drink if you leaders of a church. The Bible says, don't give to wine. So all the pastors and leaders who drink it, you are sinning. It's wrong. That's what it says. So now we're looking at who else can drink. So now in, in Timothy chapter 3, verse 8, he lays out the qualification for deacons. And he says, the deacons, he said, likewise, the deacons must be reverent, not double-tongued, and not given too much wine. So now this gives implications that deacons can drink wine, but only at moderation. Right? That's what, it, that's what it's giving. It says not too much wine. But guess what? If you go to Leviticus, I think it's Leviticus. Don't quote me. Don't quote me. But I, I know it's Leviticus. I think chapter 20 or something like that. When, when God lays out the duties of the priests, and the sons of the priests, he told them, do not take wine because they cannot fulfill the ministry of God and do what God called them to if they intoxicated. So guess what? Now it says that deacons can take wine in moderation, but here at Clinton Baptist Church, as the pastor of Clinton Baptist Church, I put on my deacons, you can't drink because you cannot operate in the ministry, fulfilling the will of God if you drink it. So can a deacon drink in moderation? So now, what about other people? Now, the scripture don't say anything about other people can't drink, but, but, but let me lay it out. Let me lay it out. Let me lay some other stuff out. Let me lay some other stuff out. So what about other people? In moderation. But know this, that the Bible talks a lot about the danger and the consequences of drinking. So now you, you say, okay, the Bible doesn't say I can't drink because I'm just a Christian. I ain't going to be a leader. I'm just in the pews. I, I can drink. So, but it lays out some great consequences and, 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 and warning signs about drinking. Look what it says. It says in Proverbs chapter 20, verse 1, wine is a mocker. A strong drink is a brawler. And whoever is led astray by it is not wise. It says that if you drink wine, you're not wise. If you led by wine, you're not wise. If you've been influenced by wine, you're not wise. Have y'all ever seen a drunk person? What wisdom come out of their mouth? 
They can't even get two words out of their mouth. That's not wise. That's a fool. That's foolish living. Proverbs 23, verses 20 through 21 says this. Do not mix with wine babblers or with gluttoners, gluttoners eaters of meat. For the drunkard and the gluttoner will come to poverty and rags. It says that alcohol will bring you to poverty and rags. Most of our homeless that we have, I'm not going to say most because I don't know the percentage, but a lot of our homeless we have are homeless because of alcoholism. There's so many people that lost their family because of alcoholism. Instagram won't cut off, but get back on. And so many have lost their, their lives because of alcohol and because, lost their home because of being drunk. Proverbs 23, Proverbs 23, look what Proverbs 23, 30 through 35 says. Proverbs 23, 30 to 35, look what it says. Those who linger long at wine, those who go and research, I mean, go in search of mixed wine, do not look on the wine when it's red, when it's sparkling in the cup, when it swirls around smoothly. At the least, it bites like a serpent and stings like a viper. Your eyes will see strange things. Anybody ever been drunk before and saw strange things? He says, and your heart will be utterly perverse. You don't even know what you're doing yourself. You, he says, yes, you will be like one who is lying down in the midst of the sea or like one who is lying at the top of the mist saying, they have struck me, but I was not hurt. They have bitten me, but I did not feel it. When, sh when shall I awake that I may seek another drink? He says, look, this will wine will do to you. Wine will cause you to see things that's not there. Drinking will cause you to be hurt and not even know it. You'll wake up and your eye black and you're trying to figure out what happened. You'll wake up and your whole car is totaled. And you're trying to figure out who totaled your car. You'll wake up in the middle of the street drunk in the middle of the highway with lights around you. That's why so many of us have DUIs. That's why so many of us have to breathe in our car before we get it started because of alcoholism. Alcoholism destroys lives. And he said if we're going to walk in wisdom, we can't walk foolishly like this. We got to be led by the spirit and not by wine. So now you take all that. If you want to drink, go ahead, do what you want to do. But now you're clear about what the Bible says. The Bible says if we're going to walk in, in, in wisdom, he says we're going to walk in wisdom. Look what he said. If we're going to walk in wisdom, we, we, we can't be drunk. We can't, we can't be influenced by wine. We got to be influenced by the Spirit. We got to be influenced by the Spirit. So he says that we, we ought to be filled by the Spirit. Look what it says. It says that we ought, to be, we ought to be filled by the Spirit. What does fear being spirit, feared by the Spirit, fear, I mean, filled by the Spirit mean? Filled by the Spirit actually means, uh, 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 well, we already know as Christians, Kim Hart, we already know as Christians that we are filled with the Spirit. Romans tells us we are filled with the Spirit. Acts chapter 2 tells us we are filled with the Spirit, filled with the Spirit. John chapter 14, 26 said we filled with the Spirit. So when Paul says, don't be drunk on wine, but be filled with the Spirit, what does it mean? If we're going to walk wisely, we got to be filled with the Spirit and not with wine. So he says, what do you mean by being filled with the Spirit? He actually means, watch this, that if we're going to walk wisely, we got to be led by the Spirit. Because we know we already feel. When we gave our life to Christ, you got everything, the whole entire Godhead living in you. All the power of God living in you. So he says we can't be led by the wine. We got to be led by the Spirit. Watch this. He says, so if we're going to be filled with the Spirit, we got, that means to be led by the Spirit. He says that we, if we're going to walk wisely, we got to be led by the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God lives in you. He dwells in you. The Holy Spirit is a guide to your steps. If you drink an alcohol, you cannot make good judgment decisions. You can't make mental good decisions. If you've been led by alcohol, you say things that you wish you never said when you realize what you said. 
And he says we got to be led by the Spirit. What does it mean to be led by the Spirit? Being led by the Spirit means that the Spirit of God is guiding us on our path as Christians. He's guiding us. How is he guiding us? We already learned. He said that he guiding us to walk worthy of the calling which we were called in Ephesians chapter 4. He said he guiding us to be imitators of God. He guiding us that we, we walk in love. We can't walk in love without the spirit. We don't have the capacity. We need the spirit of God to guide us in how to love agape love. He says we can't, if we're going to walk, be led by the spirit, we got to walk as, as, as light. We can't walk in darkness. We got to walk as like that's being led by the spirit. If we're going to be led by the spirit, we got to walk in wisdom. We can't be led by alcohol. We can't be led by foolish things. Walking in the spirit, being led by the spirit, walking in wisdom, being led by the spirit means that I'm led by God. That when, when, when aggressive behavior come to me, instead of me cussing a person out or instead of me road raging, guess what? I say, God, keep me. Well, I won't have to act like that so I can show people that I am a child of God. And being led by the Spirit helps us react in a way that glorify God and not cause people to mock God. By being led in the Spirit, watch this, we'll spend more time praying than we do doing other things. By led in the Spirit, we'll spend more time in the Word of God than reading other things. By being led in the spirit, we'll spend more time doing godly things and listening to godly music that our life may make a difference than doing other things. And we can't do that if we drunk off wine. He says that if we're going to walk in wisdom, the first thing that we got to walk with caution. We got to be careful how we walk. And that's in verse 15, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15, 8. He says we're going to walk in wisdom in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15, B, he says that we have to, we must um, not walk as fools. He said we're going to walk in wisdom. In verse 15, chapter 5, verse 15, C through 18, he said we got to walk wisely. How do we walk wisely? He lays it out. He said we got to redeem the time. He said we got to walk in the will of God. He says that we got to redeem the time. We need to walk in the will of God. He says, we need to redeem the time. Hold on, I'm trying to find my space. He said, we need to redeem the time. He says, we uh, got to walk in the will of God. He says that we can't be influenced by the spirit. We, we must be influenced by the spirit and not by wine. And he tells us to walk wisely. How do we walk wisely? Letting the word of God lead us. Letting the spirit of God be our guide. Today, I just want to present to you, as Paul presented to me in my heart, how to walk in wisdom. Amen. Father God, I just come before you today. I thank you for those who have tuned in twice, Lord God, because we know Instagram cut off after a certain amount of time. But we thank you, Lord God, for you just being gracious and being awesome. So, Lord God, continue to work with us, Lord God. And I pray that this word was impactful to someone. Lord God, if, if someone on this call or someone in this, in this live feed don't know you, Lord God, we ask that you cause them to surrender. Press upon their heart and let them know, Lord God, that you called them out of darkness to a marvelous light. Lord God, let them know that everyone who stands in the Christian faith was at this point at one time, at a place where they understood that they were lost. And they needed a savior. So I pray right now that you open up their hearts. I pray that you open up their hearts and, and, and let the spirit, as Corinthians chapter 3, press upon them that they may come into a saving knowledge of you. We bless you and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.